Welcome to Inman Reconnect, where we bring you into our conversations about what's happening next in real estate. I'm your host, Clelia Peters. Let's jump into today's episode. In today's episode, million dollar listing star Ryan Serhant talks about the role of social media in selling and how everything he does is for his family. What's up? <laughs> wow, you guys are suck. What's up? <laughs> All right, unbelievable. It's like I've been up at this day for seven hours already. Let's go. The contrast between the way you just started this and the way that Ron Peltier started is, his interview is striking. Is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, first of all, I want to say congratulations. You have a new baby. I, do I love have a baby. watching you be a dad on oh. Instagram. Yeah. I'm v- I'm not much of a dad. You know, she, I, I don't, I'm not involved as much as I want to be. Um, but, you know, Amelia and her mom, because we moved her mom from Greece here to help, um, are awesome. And if she grows up to be a great little girl, it's 100% because of them. Uh, but although she talks on the phone all the time, the baby, like she takes like anything she sees and goes like this all the time, which, it, which, is, which is super terrifying, yeah. right? My because baby we, does that too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, and it's a nice segue into our conversation, that um, from Instagram, I would have the impression that you were a very hands-on dad, which is a great segue into a discussion of selling yeah. and <laughs> how we can sell things effectively in this world of social media. Sure. And um, I wanted to, you know, kick off with you to say, like, what does selling mean? What does selling mean? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I wrote a whole book about it. Um, uh, selling is, is helping somebody make a decision that they were going to make anyway, but they're trusting you to make that decision together. Right? That's what a great salesperson does. It's not pushing something, somebody to buy something they don't want. It's not, you know, it's not getting in the way of deals. It's, you know, no one that I've ever sold a house to bought a house that didn't know they were buying a house. Right? Everyone I sell a house to wants to buy a house. Sometimes I'll present deals to them and they buy something they didn't know they wanted. Right? That's me trying to make markets happen. Um, but they're going to buy a house anyway. They're just going to buy that one from that realtor, that one from that realtor, that one because they saw it on Zillow or Street Easy. But they're going to do it with me because they know that they can trust me. And then I'm going to tell them which ones to buy and which ones not to buy and then work for them to get them the best deal. So it's interesting to me that you're using the word trust as the core foundation of the sales relationship. Yeah. Because I think that there is sometimes an impression that like really over the top selling is undermining trust or doing something that almost sure. like breaks that boundary of trust. Yeah, there's two things for me, right? There's, there's client advocacy, which is like the skeleton and the bones of my entire business. And then there's everything else that I do. Um, and I do a lot of crazy things. Uh, in part because I hate being bored. And I think this business can get kind of boring and monotonous. Like if you just wake up and go show homes every day and then it's 10 years later, like that is terrifying. So why not have more fun with it? Why not market properties in crazy ways? Why not like shake things up a little bit? But at the end of the day, I'm doing it for the clients who then trust me. Um, 
And there's no better way to, to build trust with people you don't know and with total strangers than through social media. Like it is, it's the biggest gift salespeople have ever been given. Because before I got into this business, if I wanted to meet somebody or have them know me, it either had to be through referral or I had to physically go and meet that person. Now you don't have to do that. Now I meet people all the time who, you know, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, but if you're consistent with what you put out on social as a salesperson, what you sell, people are going to come to you because they're going to say, oh, you know, we've never met, but I follow you because you sold something to Mary who had this buddy who did this, who did that. And you, you post a lot about these things you sell down over here, right? Well, anyway, I have a property. That's a person I never, ever would have met, um, which is wild. Like, it's crazy. It's nuts. What's the role of listening in that type of selling? Because my concern is that it ends up being more about you than about the person on the receiving end. You sound like my mom. Um, listen, uh, the, the greatest salespeople, and I think the people who are best in any relationship, are the ones who, who listen to respond instead of listening just to reply, right? Like, I know what I'm going to say right now to every question you're going to ask, but my answers are going to change because I'm listening to the way you're asking them and I'm listening to the way the audience is reacting and I'm going to be as authentic and honest and open book as possible. And that's not the way everyone else kind of acts, right? Especially brokers. You know, most people will ask questions to get to the point so they can say what they want to say. And that's, that's tough. Like, how do you... How do you connect with somebody like that? If someone's just coming into a listing pitch and just rattling off the reasons they're the best, like no one, you don't want to work with that person. You want to work with the person who's confident enough in their own skills and their own ability to sell that they're just going to ask you lots of questions about yourself and your life and your family and your house and what your next plans are so that by the end of that conversation, the client is going to feel like you've actually created a connection because you've asked a lot of questions and you've actually listened to what the person's saying. And that's how you create friendships. Right? Friendships are the, that's the whole world. I mean, that's why countries have been started and fallen. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people, particularly people at the top of their field in this profession, yeah. feel conflicted about the idea of being salespeople because we have a cultural resistance to the idea of like being a salesperson. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on fixing it for the world, so just, just wait. But the, talk, I mean, why do you, what is it that you're fixing and what is it that you see that's noble about selling? I think what we're trying, I'm, I mean, uh, listen, I, I, I don't think I can fix too much, but I can try to lead by example, right? Like the way I carry myself every day and do my business, if it affects other salespeople out there who then say, oh, that's a cool way to do it, then I think leading by example is the best thing that you can, that you can do. Um, I think that, you know, Salespeople, especially real estate agents, get a bad rap because people assume, and probably rightly so, based on most salespeople behavior, that we are only in this business for commission, that we are completely self-serving, that if you like that house, even though it's on fire, I'm still going to convince you to buy it because I just want to get paid, right? Like, I literally had a conversation. I was just writing this. I do a newsletter, a big money energy newsletter every Thursday, and I was just writing this for the Good one we're doing tomorrow. The newsletter, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a, I was talking to a broker yesterday for a deal, um, and he's got the listing, and I'm representing the buyer. And I was talking to him, and he's really pushing me to bring a deal to the table. And I was telling him, like, listen, for X, Y, and Z reasons, I don't, I don't think this is a great listing for my, my buyer to buy. And he said, word for word, 
why do you care what they buy? Don't you just want to get paid? And I'm like, and this is a big broker in New York City. And I can't tell you their name because it would probably affect me negatively. Um, and I was like, and what I said literally was, what? What did you just say? And then they kind of backtracked a little bit. I'm like, this is, like, you're the problem. Like, I, I, I'd rather my clients not buy anything and then just be happier because life is short, right? Like, I just got into this business 10 years ago. You know, I sold my first apartment a little over 10 years ago. Before I know it, it's 2030. Right? And that's like, that's my focus right now. That's like my through line. That's what I wake up thinking about is broker 2030, like salesperson 2030. Before we know it, it will be 2030. And we can actually affect change over the course of a decade. I think it's really hard to do in one year. I think 2020, as far as we know it, is over, right? Like we're still, we have, to, we have a lot to live. Uh, what I mean is we have a lot to live, but like there's only so much you can do in the next 11 months, right? It's already February. It's nuts. 2021 is going to happen. You know, there's only so much we can do, but 2030, like you can change a lot over the next nine years. So what would you change? I mean, when you talk about broker 2030, what's that look like for you? Um, I think the way we're going to sell and what I'm trying to do the most on my own is I, I don't think uh, there's been any technology that's been invented that changed the way someone buys or sells a home. Um, and I know there's a lot of uh, money that gets put into these companies and I see it, I talk to brokers all around the world. Um, and there's a lot of these companies with the eye buyers and this and that and the other trying to cut out real estate agents or vice versa, pumping money into technology that is trying to make agents better, which, which is awesome, I, I, I get it. If, if you have tons of money, spend it on us, please. Um, <laughs> but I, until a house figures out how to sell itself to another house, um, I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think tech is really going to help us much it, other than how we connect ourselves to more buyers and sellers, right? Like, I just, I, I, we sell something through Instagram or YouTube um, probably once a week, right? And I don't do the deal through DM, right? I say that and people are like, oh, really? How does that transaction happen? Like, I, I get the client, right? Or the, first, uh, or the first point of contact is made through social because I'm able to reach people that I don't know. I don't have their emails. You know how much a, an ad in the New York Times costs? Like, and who's going to read it? You know? So through, I think through forms of new media, the brokerage world is going to change over the next 10 years. Like, you just, it's not, it's just, it's a real thing. We sold a house for $13 million on 18th Street through YouTube. Okay? It was a client that never would have looked on the west side of Manhattan. They didn't even want to come over there. They're, and everyone thinks like, oh, uh, did the buyer see it and come over, Ryan? That's not true. The daughter saw it, right? Teenage daughter saw the video on YouTube, showed it to her mom because her mom's been looking for a house and she's been dragging her out to see houses, right? And you can run ads on YouTube against anybody you want. Um, and if people are looking at property videos, you can then run ads for your properties against people who look at property videos and you can get new types of clients. That girl showed it to her mom and mom said, I don't want to be over there. But then she looked at the video, okay, saw it and said, all right, let's go check it out. Came through, is asking 15, they paid 12.8. Um, that was a good deal for that house. And the deal never would have happened if it were not for the power of YouTube and social. Yeah, an interesting thing that I've heard you talk about is the importance of these type of leads in your business. Yeah. And most top brokers that I speak to are really, really focused on referrals. Yeah. And you're not as focused on referrals as the core of your business. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think if, you, if you're good to your clients, if you're an honest person, if you do your right follow-up, 
If you ask to say, hey, congratulations on the sale, anyone you know who's looking to buy or sell, please let me know, then referrals are gonna come. I think warm leads are always better than cold leads, but I can't, I can't bank on it. Right? I want to do as much business as possible. I want to sell a house to every single person in the world, and there are a shitload of people in this world. Um, and I, gotta, I can't meet them all through referrals or through warm leads. I've got to meet them through different ways. And I think you know, what Million Dollar Listing did for me in 2010 was it put me on a national scale where it wasn't like buyers and sellers were calling. It was everyone in this room. Right? Real estate agents around the world made up a huge part of my business, especially when the show started because like, people weren't picking up the phone and saying, hey, I saw you on TV, can, you, can I buy a $10 million apartment from you? No, they weren't doing that, but it was brokers in Arizona, okay, in Saudi Arabia, um, in South Africa, South America, who were calling and saying, I have a client who's interested in New York City, um, can I be your best friend? Absolutely, you can. <laughs> uh, and so, and now you've seen things change, right? My nephews and nieces who are both you know, 12 and 14 years old, they don't have cable TV. They don't wanna wait around. And so we started the YouTube channel two years ago to hedge against television. And, and it's like, it's, if, you are, if you are a salesperson and you are not using YouTube, Instagram, or now TikTok, I'm on TikTok now. I got on TikTok yesterday. Um, insane, by the way, crazy, like unbelievable. Um, like if you're not doing those things, then like whatever floats your boat. But I, I think you're missing out on a massive opportunity for reaching people uh, over the next 10 years, right? It's all about where we're going to be in 10 years. So you have an enormous team now, a team of 100 plus? No, no, I would die. Um, just about 60. 60, okay. So as the... That extra 40 would be a lot. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. But so you were a mentor and guide to a lot of people as oh. your team lead. And most people don't have the type of reach that you have as a result of million dollar listings. So what would you say to an agent who's interested in, you know, what I'm hearing you talk about is building referral networks, yeah. getting engaged with social, like what are steps that people who aren't you can take? Because I think you're a bit of a unique phenomena. Uh, www.ryansterhant.com slash course. Um, it's a great job selling. Yes. Really good selling there, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> uh, you know, to listen, to be honest, um, there is, don't worry about like your, your reach, right? It's just about being consistent. Even if you're affecting five people, who do those five people know? Like I always think about the trickle down from it. So if I'm promoting myself to 10 people I don't know, those 10 people know at least 10 people, you know, you just end up doing the math. If you have 500 people, those 500 people know at least 10 people. And what's amazing about, about new forms of media is it's shareable. It's hard to share what you see on television, right? Like you, if I'm on Million Dollar Listing, people, what are people going to do? Like screenshot it and then send it to people? No. But the amount of business we get from people sharing links to listings or sharing videos. So I think you just have to put yourself out there. Find what, what kind of, you know, I always call it like the be the one who. Right? So like, find what makes you unique in terms of what you sell and how you sell it, no matter what it is. Even if you just really like selling to people who you know, have parakeets, like, that's your thing, okay? 
Make that a niche market. Go after parakeet Facebook groups. Go to parakeet help support clubs. <laughs> Go to those places, make that your thing, and then those clients will slowly, slowly, slowly branch out and just stay consistent with it as much as you possibly can. Consistently push yourself out there and it, it pays off, I promise you. Let's talk a little bit about courting controversy in the way you sell. You recently were... Uh, controversy. <laughs> critiqued, let's yeah. say, for the um, dump a pile of money video mm -hmm. that you put out. Mm -hmm. You know, is all publicity good publicity? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and we did that for two bedrooms or, or higher, right? But remember too, like that's, that was a conversation that I'd had with my clients for a long time. Every single building in New York City has some sort of concession or incentive right now. 4%, 5%, 10 years for free if you buy over here. It's like, it's insane. So we don't want to do any of that because it doesn't do anything, right? If you have too many concessions, then all of a sudden the concessions are, are negated. So what can we do that's a little bit different to help stand out from the crowd? We won't, we won't even do four or 5%. We'll keep it a regular brokerage commission and we're not gonna open it to everybody. Let's make it a contest. People like contests and let's see what people say. Also, we'll take all the money and I'll pour it on my desk. Maybe that'll make some noise. And it did, <laughs> right? It did. And people were all like, oh no, that's bad. And to everybody who said that, I'm like, oh, okay, what's, what's, what commission are you offering over there? And they're like, oh, well, that's different, Ryan. That's different because it's not cash. I'm like, well, what, how, how do you value, what, what is currency to you? How, what is it, what is it, you know? And how, how do I show 4% or 5%? And also, how do I get products sold in this market where things are very, very, very saturated? So you have to make noise that way. And at the end of the day, it's a good thing. Our traffic at that building doubled in seven days. You know, for people seeing everything. They wanted to see all the different units, not just the, the bigger apartments. What do you think it is that people are reacting to when they say, oh no? Um, I think a lot of it is insecurity. I think it is a mixture of jealousy. I think it is, they didn't think of it first. I think it is probably client pressure on their end from people to say, oh, well, he, why didn't we do this first? Um, and I don't know, they don't say it to my face. I welcome them to. Yeah. I mean, everyone the thing knows where I live. That I would say, say to your face is I think people have a fear of this cheapening the industry in an industry where people are already worried that people perceive us as cheap. Cheap? Uh huh. How much more time do I have? 30 not, seconds. Not much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, we, to, to that I say, uh, I fight for all of my clients to get them the best deals possible 18 hours a day and I do everything I can. And to the people that think that our sales tactics are gimmicks or they're cheap, I say, bring me a buyer who's willing to do this so I don't have to do, I, I don't wanna do this stuff. I wanna wake up every day and have things sell left and right. I don't have to think about it. Like, I, you know how much work all the things I do actually takes? Like, I'd, I'd love to see my, my baby more than eight hours a week, you know, um, but I can't because there's more inventory on the market now than, I've, than there's ever been in my career, and I need to be able to get that product sold because of my fiduciary responsibility to my clients. And if people aren't gonna bring us buyers, and if I can't find them through everything that we do, then I have to, I have to push it out there in the best way I can. Um, so yeah, but cheap is a bad word. I won't say cheap. I'll think of another word and then we can discuss it in the next issue. Sure. Okay. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you so much. Of Ryan. course. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Inman Reconnect. 
Visit Inman.com slash reconnect for all episodes of Inman Reconnect. Please subscribe to Inman Reconnect in the Apple Podcast app, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.